Hi, this is Tom Compton. You're listening to WHTT Speaks Out. Each week, Chuck Carlson and members of We Hold These Truths look into events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events. Ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's WHTT Speaks Out, we're going to talk about the subject of torture. And this has become very evident. Just recently, there was a Senate Intelligence Committee report of about 600 pages that was released. So there's a lot of information flying around about the use of torture by the U.S. So we want to entitle this program, U.S. Forfeits Moral High Ground, ISIS Beheads, U.S. Tortures, while Christians are silent. And we are basing this on a report by Professor Alan Gilbert of Denver University, and Chuck will talk a little bit more about him. Chuck actually knows the gentleman. But it's a a very good compilation and overview of what's going on. And one of the main things, and I just want to open with this comment by Professor Gilbert, He says, on December 21st, the New York Times called editorially for the prosecution of torturers based on the Senate Intelligence Committee's 600-page executive summary on torture. The Times says rightly that the U.S. government will only be considered a defender of human rights if it acts against those powerful torturers under the law and beyond the Senate report It names Cheney, that's Dick Cheney, and his minions as those who need to be prosecuted, though, interestingly, not President George W. Bush, who is plainly guilty of ordering torture. And so one of the things that we see about torture, I came up with a a little concept here that torture is a natural consequence of lying. And the government has been lying to us for a a number of years about many things. And, of course, one of the big lies since 9-1-1 was the lies that were given to us by the Bush administration to get us into war against Iraq. And some of those lies included that Iraq had weapons of mass destruction and they had ties with al-Qaeda, which were never proven and were later debunked very thoroughly, but they continue to get away with, with literally with torture. And so I want to have Chuck talk about this report here. And we in the United States have been so conditioned by this that many Americans ignore or think it's right that we torture because of the terrorist issue. But We need to look at it a little more deeply, and as followers of Christ, we need to be concerned about what our government is doing in our names. So, Chuck, why don't you take it away? All right. Thank you, Tom. Uh, Very good. And just to continue that thought, Tom, and our churches actually need to do something about it. They should be talking about things that are going on that are completely outside of Christ's realm of what he permits us to do. And of course, taking away the rights of the innocent by torture is, of course, forbidden by all kinds of international laws. It's considered to be unconstitutional, the right to life, liberty, and property, and all that. 
and yet it was okayed by the administration of George W. Bush, and Mr. Obama has come along, and he's denounced all of it, but he hasn't done anything about it. He hasn't brought any actions against anyone. Now, Dr. Gilbert at Denver University is a member of uh, the faculty at the Corvell School of International Affairs, and if you have a son or a daughter who you want to actually understand what's going on in the world, I can't think of a better place for them to go to school than uh, the Corvell School of International Affairs because I've met a number of people like Dr. Gilbert who have come out and are very plain about this, and that school has put on a whole series of debates bringing in very interesting Middle Eastern-oriented people to talk about who is ISIL, what is ISIL all about, and so on. And uh, they've really done their work to help educate the public. Now, uh, this uh, story that Tom refers to is very lengthy, but we think you should go to it and read at least parts of it all the way through. And uh, Dr. Gilbert uh, quotes from four different stories in here, one being the New York Times, the story that Tom alluded to. The executive summary of this study on torturing is 600 pages long, but the actual report is something like 6,000 pages long. So it's an enormous study on what went on at Guantanamo for all those years and the brutality of what actually went on there. From our point of view, of course, any kind of abuse of an individual's rights, taking away his rights without absolute proof that he's guilty of something is forbidden. And there's legal precedence for that. You can't take someone who might be guilty of something and beat him until he tells you, admits that he did it. Uh, that's just not the American way of life, and it's not our law. It's the law of the jungle, and uh, we would expect our enemies to do things like that, but we wouldn't expect our own leaders to do it. It's totally beyond the realm of, and it's even shocked people like the New York Times when they've seen these things. We want to talk just about a couple of aspects of this. First of all, the idea that, that we're presented with, that we face Every day when we ask our congressman, well, what about it? I mean, what about torture? Is that really acceptable? They have a, a number of crutches they throw up at us. One of them, of course, is, well, yes, the Department of Justice issued three different rulings in which they said what was done at Guantanamo wasn't torture. In other words, hanging somebody up by his feet overnight in an unheated room in near freezing temperature so that he dies overnight, and the next morning when they come back to get him, he's died of hypothermia. This actually happened to a man in Guantanamo. That's not torture, because it isn't an extraordinarily enough under this legal definition. So the American legal system at the very highest level actually passed rules, ruled that it was okay for leaders of our country to carry out these programs, and based upon those phony legal rulings, Guantanamo was run for all those years, and these people were unspeakable things that we won't even talk about here. But you'll hear them referred to when you go to the report, and believe me, they're horrible things. You all heard about waterboarding, which used to be called the Chinese torture, water torture system. That was what it was referred to hundreds of years ago, where they uh, virtually drowned a guy over and over again. It was done to one man 182 times. That's documented in the reports. In that, all in the course of a, of a month. So he was being drowned, effectively drowned, and then revived three or four times a day. 
uh, during this torture period. And insanity was a result of, for some of these people, not to mention death. And so what is the excuse that is used? Well, the, the first excuse, the most important excuse is, well, it works. We get valuable information from people. It's turned out that that's refuted in the report. It seems that nobody gave any valuable information. The information that they got was obtained or obtainable by ordinary discussion. If the guy wanted to cooperate, he would tell you, especially if you treated him pretty good. That's what they found out. The extraction of data from people by torture, it turns out in Dr. Gilbert's very excellent analysis that what was really done was that the people that were the torturers had a story that they wanted to be able to tell. And they didn't have any witnesses to the story, and they didn't have any proof of it. So they essentially beat it out of victims at Guantanamo. They coached them into telling them what they wanted to hear so that they could uh, then stop the torture. And it was implied, suggested over and over again, if you'll just tell us about your relationship with Osama bin Laden, or the relationship you know about between Osama bin Laden and uh, the president of Iraq, uh, then we will stop torturing you. So what it turns out is, is that torture is a method of getting a victim to say something that's untrue that the torturer wants to get on record. And then he comes back and uses it and says, see, we need to bomb Iraq again. We need to put more troops in Iraq again because President Saddam Hussein is in league with Al-Qaeda. We have it directly from people we extracted it from in Guantanamo. So we were told intentional lies that were actually planted in people's minds and then they regurgitated out in order to get them to stop waterboarding or stop uh, hanging them up by their arms at night or the other things they did to them. So the brutality of the torture was more there was more of an offensive uh, thing than just the, the abuse of the individual there was the intended abuse of every american these things were used to lie to us it turns out now that we are in conflict with isil isis as it is, is otherwise called and what has isil done well they've beheaded several people because the united states won't negotiate with them they've beheaded alan henning and james foley and and David Harms and uh, Stephen Setloff, and there's all kinds of rumors about all kinds of other people they beheaded. So what's happened to us is we've lost the moral high ground. We're supposedly carrying on a conflict of right and wrong with this dreadful ISIL who beheads people, and at the same time as we're doing it, we're running Guantanamo, and uh, we're actually conducting torture. What is worse, torturing a man to death who freezes at night in his cell because they won't heat his cell or beheading him? It doesn't give us much stand as a Christian nation carrying on the moral high ground. This is the big disclosure of Dr. Alan Gilbert, who, who, by the way, I know him personally. I've met him. And it's a wonderfully done piece, and it tells us how torture has been used to lie to us. I think this this is um, this is the biggest issue of the article. Is that how you saw it, Tom, or do you have some other thoughts? No, that's exactly right. And this concept of this torture, of course, was spread around through 
these black sites in other countries, Poland, Thailand, a number of different countries, Afghanistan, of course, we were there for the Afghanistan war. So there were sites where they did torture. This was basically we contracted with with these countries to uh, do the same thing we were doing in Guantanamo. There's an excellent documentary uh, about a taxi driver. It's called Taxi to the Dark Side uh, in Afghanistan that was taken, accused of being Taliban and was tortured and and died, actually. And they tried to cover it up, but it it did come out. So we've seen the cover-ups by the U.S. on a number of things, like the leaks of the attack on the civilians in Iraq from uh, WikiLeaks, yes, by Bradley Manning. And as it was released, the video of the attack by the U.S. military on civilians and where two children were actually severely injured in a van. And the other thing that's kind of interesting, uh, there is some science to all this torture. The CIA back in the 60s worked with a project called MK Ultra, where they used to experiment with drugs, LSDs and different kinds of drugs. And they didn't really work so well, but they found out that a couple things really work real well. And to get a, a grip on this, everybody's probably seen the picture in Abu prison there in Iraq where the Iraqi is hooded and he's got his hands out and there's wires in it. And so what that amounts to is sensory deprivation. They turn the lights out or cover their heads, disorient them with sound and so forth, and then self-inflected pain. And so, in other words, uh, if you cooperate with us, well, you can save yourself. And so just those two simple things, sensory deprivation and self-inflected pain, are something has been scientifically discovered by the CIA and their contractors that they've worked with over the years. Uh, Tom, in response to that as well, we, of course, are told we need to justify torture because it works. It gets results. That's the big argument that's made. And many, many people have have clearly stated that it doesn't get results. It basically uh, gets lies and it gets uh, unreliable information. And, of course, uh, the guy that doesn't know anything can't stop the torture. So this is why uh, it's so wrong. This is why it would be appalling to Jesus because the torture of the innocent is what makes torture wrong. It makes it wrong under any conditions because you don't know if someone is guilty until after you've tortured him. And if he doesn't talk, then the presumption is that he's guilty and he just won't talk. So the the idea of the torture did not bring results. And in no case did any of the information gained in Guantanamo apparently have any significant benefit other than to the torturers who got false statements that they wanted to use. Some of the things, these false statements that we, of course, have heard about was uh, Osama bin Laden caused day 9-11. That was never proven. Uh, We eventually executed Osama bin Laden in his bedroom without giving him a chance to ever answer a question. So we'll never know because uh, he was intentionally assassinated by a Navy SEAL who said in his biography he put three bullet holes in his forehead in his own bedroom. We were told that Saddam Hussein was tied to Osama bin Laden. That supposedly came out of torture, but it turns out it wasn't. 
And uh, of course, the weapons of mass destruction, remember this ruse that was carrying on. And of course, the very idea that we do these things is spreading untruths that are damaging to us because we end up paying for another war. And of course, never mind the tens of thousands of people who were killed in Afghanistan, uh, Afghans and uh, Pakistanis, and, and of course the poor Iranians. The, the, the numbers there are just staggering. How many of them lost their lives as a result of, of these wars? So well, in Iraq, uh, it was over a million, close to a million and a half, I would guess, total of people that were killed. Yes. Getting back to this moral high ground issue, we certainly use it all the time and point our fingers at places like China. And yes, they, they do have committed a number of things towards their citizens. But the old saying is when you point your finger, be careful because there's three fingers pointing back at you. So this dirty laundry is now coming out uh, through this Senate committee here. And I guess the real question is, will anything be done about it? We seem to ignore this and people forget about it. We're not the only ones that do torture. Israel, of course, tortures Palestinians routinely. We have an excellent video on our podcast site. It's entitled Major Media Exposé of Israeli Attacks on Palestinian Children and the draconian methods, even including torture, that they use to squelch the Palestinians. And it's quite amazing. This is a documentary actually came from Australia. It's something you wouldn't see from an American source. So we're hoping that people are waking up and realizing that we aren't at the moral high ground. We've, through the process of, of abortion, over 50 million innocent children have been disposed of and killed in the last 40 some years. Morality is the greatest victim of war. And we perhaps should be asking somebody in our church simply, what should we be doing about the U.S. position, the U.S. torturing of people? What should our response be? And see what people will, will say to you. I know that when you open this kind of a statement in, in your friendly, loving church, it gets stares, it gets people uh, wondering if they want to talk to you. But it's something that we think we do need to do. I think that's right. And we've seen, we've talked about this in the past in, in my own church. There was a professor that's a noted person who justified the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan as being just wars. So I would assume his, I don't know the position, but I would assume his position on torture would be that it's necessary to uh, combat this evil that's uh, that attacked us. So we forget the words of what Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, and use all these excuses to justify the actions of our government. Maybe we need a button that says, what would Jesus say about torture at Guantanamo? And around the world in these black sites. And of course, we talk every day about Jesus being tortured to death. Yes. Uh, in, his, in his own visit with us, his own time with us. We abhor that. We think that's horrible. We think it's terrible. Flogging and things like that. Well, they have invented more sophisticated ways of doing it. And we're so removed because we're entertained to death by TV and all these um, amusements. And, and so we've got it so good here in the U.S. that we haven't suffered like what's happened in Afghanistan, the, the, the havoc we wreaked in Iraq and uh, Afghanistan. 
it's just incredible. And of course, what this all does create is more blowback. We just create more enemies. Is the other the big thing that this torturing is seen by more and more people around the world as reflecting the beliefs of, of Americans. Thanks for listening. If you like this program, please let your friends know about it and our other thought-provoking podcasts. And be sure to visit our website, whtt.org, for a wealth of information on Christian Zionism and other critical issues that we face. Also at whtt.org, you can watch for free our award-winning documentary film, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Join us in our efforts to wake the town and tell the people. Start small, think big, and press on towards the straight gate.